0: hallelujah are you glad glad to be in the house of the lord you see the song that was sung said i'll build the house of the lord now i need you to know that you are the blocks of the house so when god speaks about building his house he's not speaking about building a physical building No, no 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 he's speaking about building a people i said he's speaking about building a people in other words, your life is of a great concern to God, just in case you are not aware. And, and it's of a great concern to Him, not after you have come to Him, but before you came to Him. Hallelujah. That is why somebody will sit in his room and say, Please, the sound, I don't like the sound. Somebody will sit in his room and say, We need God. Not, not that somebody went to preach to him. In the midst of a busy schedule, there was a voice inside that said, I need God. And the truth is, we all need God. Without God, we are nothing. And we all need God. I said, without God, we are nothing. Please get a sound to work. Without God, we are nothing. Hallelujah. Without, I think, I don't know what we have done, but there's a bit of echo. Without God, we are nothing. And you and see, see, the, the effort, effort of the Satan or the, of the God, God of this world, world is to, to take, take away the true living God, God out of our lives. Every, Every effort, effort is being made, made to take God out of our lives. But, but you see, see, let us, let us think, think carefully. carefully. Do you know where before you come, you come from? from? Before you came into this world, do you know where you come from? Where were you before you came here? Are, are you with me? So how can you come here and you be taught that there's no God? Or God is not important? How? Well, if you knew where you came from, then you can tell me that there's no God. Hallelujah. But I believe the mercy of God shall find us and has found us and will cause us to be planted in the house of our God. Hallelujah. Psalm 1, verse 1 says, best is the person. Psalm 1, verse 1, let's read it together. Verse 2, please keep reading. Hallelujah! Now, you see, the, the word of God is telling us the difference between those who are godly and those who are not godly. You see, to be godly, we can define it in different ways. But one of the ways is just to have God in your life. And to have God have a say in what you do and what you don't do. Are you getting my point? It's not, to be godly does not mean that you don't get angry. To be godly does not mean that you won't feel like eating food. You get it? But you see, to be godly means that, among the many meanings that we can put to it, to be godly means that God is prominent in your life. And the Bible says that you shall not perish. Here on earth, your life shall not be a waste. And hereafter, you shall also be found to have lived well. Hallelujah. So this morning, I want to talk a little bit, and we are going to pray, by the way, because this is a house of prayer. If we are gathered in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, then we must pray. Amen. Good. And I will explain to you why we must pray. Now, for some time now, I've been talking about what it means to be born again, which is, in simple terms, to receive a new life from Jesus Christ. And in this new life, you don't live for yourself, but you live for Jesus. Hallelujah. And our key scripture has been 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 15. You can read around it. You are allowed to read before and after. It says, "And he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again." The New Living Translation says it nicer. It says, "He died for everyone, so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves, but instead they will live for Christ who died and rose or was raised from the dead. Now, what is it about dying for all and all those things? You may not agree and it doesn't need your agreement for it to be true. As you have discovered many things that you didn't agree but it was true. Like you wrote an exam and they said you have failed. You didn't agree but you didn't move on. Do you get it? Yeah. It's like this is what you got and because of this you can't. And that's what it is. You. I mean, if if most of us were given to an opportunity to agree or disagree with our exam results, almost all of us will disagree. Because we have an explanation why we didn't get a high marks. Are you with me? Almost all of us would disagree. But it doesn't change the fact. And there are many things in this life that you will not agree. According to your little knowledge. That No, according to my mind, it's not like this. But you discover that they are true. And it doesn't change what happens. In the same way, the Bible, the word of God, tells us that... We are all sinners. In fact, we didn't grow up to be sinners. We were born sinners. You didn't grow up to be a sinner. You were born a sinner. And a sinner is somebody who lives by themselves and does what they want to do without the input of God and has nothing. Is not of in, the person is not interested in what God has to say about how to live. That's a sinner. It's not only drinking alcohol. I mean, doing all the foolish things, that is sin. Sin is lawlessness. When you live unto yourself, I decide what I want to do with myself. Period. When you don't decide whether you breathe or not, or whether there will be breath in you or not, because those who decide what they want to do with themselves, why don't they decide that they will never die? Hello? Hello? Are you here with me? If you say, listen, if you say You can do what you like with yourself. Then I want you to decide first not to die. And let's see. The fact that you can't decide whether you are going to die or not. Tells you that there is a higher power. I said there is a higher power that determines whether you live or you die. And such a power must have a say in, in your life whilst you are living. So a person who is a sinner is a person who has rejected that say. From God. No, that's a sinner. That is a sinner. It's not the it's not the limited the way you have limited it to a sinner. Where it's like those who drink, those who smoke, what else do they do? What else? What else are do you call these are sinners? What else? Fornication, what adultery, what else? Lying, stealing. You see, all those things, all those things is an outplay or is a symptom of somebody who says. I don't care what God thinks. What I think is what matters. And the reason why you are a sinner is because even though you don't care what God thinks, it is what God thinks that makes you exist. Are you here with me? It is what God thinks that makes you exist. If God says it's over today, there is no amount of prayer and there is no amount of medical facility that can sustain you. If we could, we would not have allowed Mandela to die. And so many other people that have died against our will. And we were not consulted. Are you with me? So, what it is is that the Bible says that if we are from God, God is the one who made us. And he must have a say. So when we refuse to have a say, which was the result of Adam and Eve's disobedience to God, Oh, going forward, anything they brought forth is is sin. And just naturally lived in sin. I mean, when Adam and Eve had two children, according to the word of God, two children, one decided to kill the other. Because, because, after they rejected God's rulership over their lives, another ruler took over. After they rejected God's rulership over their lives, another ruler took over. And that is what most sinners don't realize. That what you think you are doing, it's not you. You are under another management. Hallelujah. And that is very important. So God's realizing whatever we were not, I mean, God realizing our state decided to save us. Because, yes, we have disobeyed. But we still are his creation. Oh so yes, like a parent. I mean, most of you, if your parents were to go according to your obedience level, you shouldn't be here. I mean, you shouldn't be here, but you are here. And they are struggling to maintain you despite the so many wrong things you have done. The reason is they love you. I said, the reason is they love you. And in a like manner, God loves his creation. I said, God loves his creation. No matter what you are doing, I want you to know that God loves you. And don't believe anybody that tells you that because of ABCD, God doesn't love you. God loves you. If you want a Bible verse to prove it, you can turn to Jonah. Don't don't open. You can go there and read. You see, when Jonah was sent to go to Nineveh and to go and preach, his refusal to go was not that he didn't know how to preach or not that he was afraid to go and preach. No, his refusal to go was based on the fact that if he goes to preach and the people change their mind, God will also change his mind yes, please look for that portion where he said, why he didn't want to go he said it, he said, I knew it that if I come and preach and the people listen to me you will change your mind, the things you have said I you go and tell them, you won't do it and it will be like I'm a liar, so I won't go yeah, so I won't go but you see, God loves his creation more than what you think I said God loves his creation more than what you think of his creation so as Jonah was running away, God said, You will go. You will go. I will show you something. You will go and you will do what I've told you to do. And he got caught up in the situation. And he prayed finally. And he said, I'll go. He said, well, you Will you go? Okay, get up. Go to the place I sent you and say what I told you to say. Preach the preaching that I bid thee." Then when he went, he preached. Of course, he had to preach from the experience. He preached very powerfully. And 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 the people the leader of the people repented and all the animals repented. Everybody was on a fasting. Everybody went on a fasting. And that's the story of Jonah. You see, the summary, the message of the story of Jonah is that God loves his creation no matter what their state and has a plan for their salvation. The only time he would destroy them is when they reject his help. Are you with me? Yeah. The only time he will, he will destroy them is when they reject his help when they reject his effort. That is why the Bible tells us, for God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Verse seventeen says, for God sent not his son to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. It is only when you reject him that you condemn yourself. I pray for everyone here that you will never reject the advancement of God for your life may you never reject it. I said, may you never reject the advancement of God for your life. May you embrace it. Embrace it. Because I tell you, it's not what you think. It's not what you think. I said, it's not what you think. But it's what God decides. So, every love advancement that God makes towards you, don't give him a, an elbow. I said, don't give him an elbow. But embrace it. And don't allow Satan to tell you that you are too bad for God. You see, you, are, you, you may be very bad, but you are not that bad for God. Because, because, whatever you have done, the provision for the payment of your sin is far bigger than your sin can even be. And that provision, I said, and that provision is in sending forth his son, Jesus Christ, to come and die, so that by the shedding of his blood, all who would believe in him and receive him as the son of God, as the lamb of God, would have forgiveness of their sins and receive from God a new life. Hallelujah. This is the new life that I'm talking about and I've been talking about for weeks. This new life is as a result of your receiving Jesus Christ as the son of God, as the one whose death on the cross has brought you forgiveness of sins and has reconciled you back to God. Because the Bible, God says... The wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. And the same Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So if all have sinned, then all are to die. And instead of you dying, he died for you. He died not because he was a sinner, but he died because he had you in mind. He had me in mind. That all who believe on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, now, listen to me and listen carefully. The promise of our believing in Jesus is everlasting life. We would have everlasting life. But whilst here on earth, whilst here on earth, when we believe in Jesus, he gives us his life. I said, he gives us his life. And this life, he expects us to live for him. He expects us to live for him. Now, For most Christians, this understanding is not there. Our cardinal verse, please. This understanding is not there. And that is why I'm emphasizing it so much until you can preach it yourself. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves but live for Christ who died and was raised for them. Hallelujah. Now, this, this is where most Christians still don't get it that we don't we don't get it that it is living for ourselves doing what we want to do that made us fall under the management of satan and that is it that thing of i want to do what i want to do is what exposes us to satan and what makes satan able to manipulate us because to do what you want to do is to reject what god says you should do and when you see what we don't realize is that we we are operated beings. Let me say it again. You see like how this microphone is battery-operated? This microphone has the ability to um, I mean, transmit my sound without wires to a gadget that receives whatever I say and is transmitted back into the speakers louder. Now, it is battery-operated. It's not gas-operated. It's not oil-operated. It's not petrol-operated. It's battery-operated. Now, human beings are spirit operated. You, you, see, you can say, it's not true. How can you say I'm spirit operated? You will discover it. I said, human beings are spirit operated. Whatever you do, whatever you decide to do, it's not from you. That's the mistake you are making. Somebody has put it in your mind. Somebody has manipulated your feelings. You will not believe it. You will discover it. Have you ever done something and later on you ask yourself, what was I thinking? I say have you ever done something and and you see unless unless Christians believe this truth that you are not self operated you are spirit operated your environment is spirit operated you are are, are not yourself somebody there is a spirit that is operating you and unless you accept it and believe it you will not even decide which spirit must operate me. because because if you don't believe that I am spirit operated why would you bother which spirit should operate you Oh, my sister, you don't agree with me. Yeah. If you don't believe that I'm... Sp- you see, because, listen. Can I get this microphone? Open it for me. They don't believe that it's battery operated. You have other kinds of battery. Other kinds. Not the same thing. You don't have nine volts. Anyway. How about this one? This one is also the same thing.
1: You
0: see, your cell phone is battery operated. Just that these days, you don't remove... You can't, well, you can't remove this one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you see, this is a battery. Is it a battery? I said, is it a battery? Is it not chocolate? It's a battery. What is this? Is it a battery? No, this is a bullet. Now, you see, unless you are conscious that this is battery operated, you will not choose which battery should operate it. No, no, unless you are conscious that it's battery operated, you will never choose which battery should operate it. Because there are different batteries. Yes, it's battery operated, but there are different batteries. And different batteries or different gadgets are operated by different batteries. This is uh, uh, A4. Is this A4? Or A3? Which one is A4? The smaller ones, which ones are they? Double A. Double A. This is double A. And then there's 3A. This one is 2A. And then there are smaller ones. The smaller ones. Hey, do you have any of it around? Is there a remote? Any remote somewhere? Yeah. Good. have your... Okay, we don't care which battery is operating us. It, once it's a battery, it must work. Isn't it? Okay, bring your microphone. Yeah, there's, there's battery in it. There are two batteries, isn't it? Yeah, let it talk in it. Hallelujah. But there's battery in it. You see, the battery in it is not giving, is not making it function well. But you see, if you put the correct battery, what was not functioning, what was malfunctioning, all of a sudden will function well. Now, I want you to see it for yourself. You who say you don't believe that you are spirit operated. Today, I'm just Listen, You need to choose which spirit operates you. You will be a fool if you say that you are not spirit operated and therefore don't choose. Amen. You see, because, because, what, what are you saying? Amen. Ah. Isn't the same it's not the same thing that was womanizing, drinking, I mean, hitting your head against things. How come now you are living a good life? How come now you are living a good life? Just by changing the battery. I said just by changing the battery. It is functioning well. It is functioning for the purpose for which it was created. Hallelujah. Please be seated. uh, You see, I just feel in my spirit strongly that don't say you are young. Don't say you are young. No. You are at the most beautiful stage of your life. If I could rewind the clock, I will rewind the clock and just make sure that I store the experience and the knowledge on a hard drive that I will use when I get back to your age. But unfortunately, I have the knowledge, but I don't have the time. And so, I'll share with you and believe it. I said, so I'll share with you, believe it. And make your life, listen, make your, I want to see your life hundred times better than my life. Yeah. By helping you to choose which spirit would operate to you. If, and I, listen, if you don't believe That we are spirit operated. The the next step, which is the choice to decide what spirit operates you, would never happen. And you see, God has given you a will for a purpose. So that you decide what happens to you. I said, God has given you a will. So that you decide what happens to you. So it is your will to decide whether I'm going to be operated by the spirit of God. Or I'm going to be operated by another spirit. But remember this. For you to function well. For you to function well. The one who created you must operate you. By his spirit. Because when, when God created man. Man became a living soul. By the breath of God. Man became a living soul. A soul that is alive. By the breath of God. Another breath cannot operate you. The way you are supposed to be operated. Yeah, It may make you do other things. And at the end of the day, your life will be frustrated. We need to pray for ourselves. I said, We need to pray for ourselves. And listen, those of us who are in church, and we say, Because we are in church, everything is fine. You see, being in church does not mean everything is fine. Allowing yourself to be operated by the Holy Spirit is what will make things fine. Are you here with me? Yeah. So don't pride yourself. Being in church, you see, being in church, dancing stars, this is just to make you stable so that you are constantly informed through the preaching you are constantly guided you are constantly shepherded you are constantly engaged in things that will allow the holy spirit to permeate you and to be filled to fill you and to work you out yeah hallelujah yeah. so please thank you holy spirit anyway i'm continuing so living they say he died so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. It is living for yourself that opens the door for Satan to operate you. It is living for yourself that opens the door for Satan to operate you. Adam and Eve fell, particularly Eve, because it was presented to her that by eating the forbidden tree, she was going to have an experience that will make her better. Not the one who has given her a nice place to stay. Not the one that has given her all things to eat for free. Yeah. No, it was going to make her better. And you see, one of the cardinal strengths of Satan is when all your life is about you, myself, and I. Yeah. When all your life is myself, me, myself, and I, me, myself, and I, Satan would operate you to the fullest. Because listen. Satan doesn't do anything good for anybody. So if your life is about living for others, it makes you in absolute disagreement with Satan. It's hard to agree with Satan to do anything for somebody else. It's hard to agree with Satan to do anything for somebody else. It's hard to agree with Satan to do anything for somebody else. He wants you to do things for yourself and by so doing he can deceive you hallelujah so we we've been we've heard it that you need to live for Christ now today i want i don't know how much time i have but i want to bring to our attention the challenges that we would face the challenges that we will face living for others living for Jesus the challenges that we will face because to live for Jesus yes i want to live for Jesus But what are the challenges that I would face? Having lived for myself all these years, it's been all about me. When I feel like being cuddled by a boy, I just look for one who is willing. Or when I feel like... When I feel like squeezing a breast, I look for an available willing participant. When I feel like being lightheaded, I head towards the tavern. And then so many, you see, I didn't do a lot of these things, so I don't have details. Can somebody give us more details? I, I have done what I wanted to do all my life apart from a few years when I was a child when I was told what to do when I, start grow, I started growing up I started to rebel even what to wear I didn't like what my mother would take for me I want to wear the one that I have chosen and then as I've gone on now I've rebelled it's about me myself and I now I have received this new life from Jesus and he didn't kill the me myself and I Because my soul is the same. After you are born again, your soul is the same. Your body is the same. Everybody is the same. It would have been easy to live for Jesus if he gave me a new body and a new soul. But now I have to live for Jesus with the old rebels. How can I live for Jesus? And in the same place, if it was to go to heaven to live for Jesus, no problem. There will not be exposed breasts and bottoms. You see, Jesus said, at least that's, that one, because I'm a man, I know every man has it. So That's why I use those examples a lot. Because, I mean, I drank here and there, but not much. My drinking was for a short period. I didn't drink to do a lot of experiments. It was a short spell drinking. I didn't smoke. I didn't do drugs. So I don't know how it feels to, to, to do drugs. That's why I don't use it as an example. So if I use boy and girl, because after the boy and girl, even after I got born again, the fire was still there. That's why I married. And my wife can testify. that some of us, though we may be pastors, we are tigers. You know, I hear there's something on Facebook about one girl describing two two ministers. One is a tiger and the other one is what? The other one, the other one doesn't, it's like it doesn't last. You see, but what I'm, s- 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 what I'm trying to say to you is that, um, and I explain to you, I use the example of the opposite sex because that's what, that one, I can tell you that I have it. If, you, if I say I don't have it, I'll be lying to you. That is, you see, Paul said it is better for a man to be alone. He said it is good. Paul, Paul in 1 Corinthians, he said that the best thing is for a man to be alone. But to avoid fornication, they get it. let every man or every woman get their own wife or husband. And I got one very early. Yeah. Because when I met Jesus, He gave me forgiveness of my sins, He gave me a new life. My spirit was born again. But He left my flesh with me, and He left my emotions and other things with me. Now, I'm supposed to live for him in the old body with the old emotions in the old place, in the same place. How? What are the challenges? You see that one of the main challenges is the challenge that you are operating in the same environment. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. I said it's a challenge. Now, unless, listen carefully. I'm giving solutions to some of the challenges I'll, I'll bring up. You see, unless you believe in that which is not visible, you cannot live for Jesus in the same environment, with the same flesh, with the same emotions. So, Some of you, you just need to see a boy or a girl. I mean like this vacation, has, this vacation, I, I, I'm fasting and praying because it's almost like you're walking into the lion's den. And I pray that's, I pray that you will come out like Daniel with the mouth of the lion closed because some of you you would have been beaten before you come but please whatever happens to you, you still come tell somebody sitting by you whatever happens to you please still come please still come how many understand what I'm talking about? How many understand the tongue that I'm speaking? (laughs) Do you get it? So listen to me. Listen to me. Unless you believe in the invisible, you cannot live for Jesus here. It is your faith in the invisible that will cause you to factor that dimension of life into the dimension that is visible. You see, every equation, the presence of an equal sign in a a mathematically written statement gives the statement two sides. There's the left and there's the right. Those of you doing engineering. Now, to, to neglect one side is to get a wrong answer. I said to neglect one side of the equation is to get the wrong answer. Now, the problem we have is that we have been so trained in that which is visible. For all these years and all our lives. Using our five senses. Now, unless you add the other side of the equation. Which is the invisible. You cannot live for Christ. And it takes faith. Faith to believe. Not because you have seen it. But because God said it. And a lot of Christians don't have faith. We have faith to get everything physical. But we don't have faith. To see the world that is beyond what is seen. So, all our decisions and everything we do is just based on what we see. That is why Satan can tell you, if you do this, you know you are not supposed to do it, but if you do it, it doesn't matter. That's why Satan can tell you, if God really loves you, why are you suffering? Why is this? Why is this? Because, you see, he's telling you what you can see. But he doesn't tell you on the other side of the equation what is happening whilst you are suffering. You see, you are suffering in the present. You are having challenges in the present. But um, that is one side of the equation. On the other side of the equation, there's also something happening. But unless you believe, that is why in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 27, say that by faith, by faith, Moses forsook Egypt. He forsook Egypt where everything was there for him as somebody brought up twenty-seven. Now, it was by faith that Moses left the land of Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He kept right on going because he kept his eyes on the one who is invisible. Most people, listen, I'm telling you, I'm telling you something. Unless you consider and believe in the invisible, you cannot live for Christ. No matter what I say. No matter how much oil I pour on you. Are you with me? Unless you, and that is, that should be your prayer. That God help me to believe in that which is not visible. Help me to believe. You, don't, you see, don't, many things, many things, they, they shout loud, but they don't matter. You see, when I was in growing up as a young boy, one of the loudest shouts that I heard and felt and met was poverty. You say you are poor. You say you are poor. Most of you don't know what poverty is. That's why you say you are poor. You don't know what poverty is. I say you don't know what poverty is. That's why you say you are poor. But I'll leave you at your definition of poor. It's it's not a debate. It's not a debate. Everybody and what they believe is poverty and it's hard. But I can tell you, the loudest voice I heard in my life as a young boy was poverty. And at that time, it sounded like it would be forever. But in less than 20 years, you see, because growing up five years, you don't know much about poverty. And in my, when I was about five, life was nice. Life was nice. It is when I started growing up, 11 years, 12 years, then I began to realize that, hey, my school uniforms, they were getting, you see, you see how you are growing and your uniform is getting torn. And then as they stitch it, it brings them closer together. Do you, do you get it? I don't know if you understand it. And you see, because you are growing, when they bring the materials closer together and you try to stretch, <laughs> then they rebel. <laughs> and then they have to come together again. And in the process, they get smaller. And meanwhile, you're also growing. So sometimes, your school shorts becomes like a boxer shorts. Or uh, uh, hot, hot pants. I'm, I'm, you see, now I can say it and laugh. But then there was nothing laughing about it. And you see, it shouted so loud. It shouted so loud as if it would be forever. But not knowing it was only for 25 years. By the time I became a doctor, that was the end of it. That was the end of it. Hallelujah. So, in many things, unless you have believed in the invisible, look, they will shout. And they are real, they will shout and they will make you this' the thing. The key to being able to live for Jesus is to believe that there is a part of your life that is happening, that you can't see. but because you believe that there is a part of your life going on, you will continue to live for Jesus. And what you don't see today, tomorrow you will see it. I said, "What you don't see today, tomorrow you will see. I never saw mine today when I was 14 years old. I never saw mine today if i saw mine today it would have been easy to go through my difficulties and many of us because we we don't see the invisible which is yet to manifest in the visible it makes it so difficult living for jesus in the now and it's a real challenge your body that is used to being held now because you are born again you are saying that it cannot be held illegally it must be registered officially sometimes even if it's registered officially under one person's name. Then it cries for another person to hold it. Anyway, those are adult problems. Let me, let me not bother you with it. So, so all these things are real. And I'm saying that unless you believe in the invisible, you cannot live for Jesus. Esau's, Esau, not believing in the invisible, gave it up. In Genesis chapter 25, verse 31 gave up that which was his blessing. And that blessing of Esau was to be the firstborn. Because in Numbers, I think chapter don't open it. In Numbers chapter 3 there about. The Lord said chapter 3 I think verse 13. The Lord said that the firstborn is mine. All that opened the matrix belongs to me. It's mine. Now what is more blessing to be God's? I said what is more blessing for God to say you are mine? For God to say that you are mine. So being that according to the word of God, the first child of a womb belongs to God. Yeah, the first child of a womb belongs to God. But you see, because the guy did not believe in the invisible, he allowed the situation of the moment to govern what he did. And you see, unless you believe in the invisible, the situation of the moments of your life is going to govern you and Satan will take advantage of it. The Bible says, all right, Jacob replied. Let's go to verse 30. Esau said to Jacob, I'm starved. You see, it is starving for Esau, but it will be something else for you. I said, it will, be, it will be food for Esau, but for you, it may be something else. What is it in your life that you want to satisfy so much so that you give up your relationship with God? That you give up living for Jesus? What is it? There's something in your life that will bring you to that point. Esau said to Jacob, I'm starved. Give me some of the rest to you. This is how Esau got this. The next verse. All right. You see, What you don't believe in, somebody else believes in it. I said, What you don't believe in, somebody else believes in it. So Jacob said, All right, but trade me your right as the first-born son. Trade me that right. You see, Jacob was not looking for the father's properties. He saw beyond the father's properties. I said he saw beyond the father's property. He saw the blessing of God. The invisible blessing of God. The blessing of the invisible God. He saw it. That is a blessing to belong to God. I said it's a, he saw, he believed in it. It's a blessing for God to say you are mine. So he said give it to me. And the brother said let's go quick, quickly. I'm, I need to pray. Look, I'm dying of starvation. What are you dying of? I said what are you dying of? Is it alcohol? What are you dying of? What, what are you dying of? Your, your, what? The cause. The cause you are doing. Look, it's good to do something, but I want you to know that the cause you are doing can never benefit you without a blessing from God. It's good to sow, but unless the Lord has given it rain, the sowing is nothing. So make sure you don't sow to the neglect of seeking rain from above. Whatever you sow, make sure that there is rain from above that blesses what you have sown it is only then that your sowing will be a joy unto you hallelujah so if you have to sow at the expense of the blessing of a rain it's not worth it i said if you have to sow at the expense of the blessing of a rain it's not worth it and the beauty of it is that most of the things you will do in this life you can still have god Prominently present in your life and be able to do it if you let go of other stupid things. Some of you have time for a boy, and the girls are on you because you are the ones that you really you are always having crashes on the boys. I don't I don't know I don't know what about them that is what is making you have a crash on them. When you crash, you be you be broken into pieces. What is it? Let me Can I ask a question? What is it about the boys that makes the girls have a crush on them? I need an answer. I need an answer. You want to tell us? Can I have a brave girl who would tell us what is it about the boy? but but do the boys do the boys have a crush on the girls no no the boys own is it a crush is what? They just want to have sex with you. They've seen your, your shape. They've seen your, 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 your breast and they are imagining they are imagining doing things with you. Oh Yes, I'm telling you. I mean, it's serious. You see, when they see you, they have in their minds an imagination of certain positions. According to your shape. And according to what you have. So they begin to imagine things. They don't have a crush on you. Anyway, let's let's, let's go on. Let's read that. Let's read that Bible. So Esau said, look, I'm dying of starvation, said Esau. What good is my birthright to me now? You see, brother, it may not look good to you now. But it is good to you for the years to come. If you can suffer the difficulty of now, you will reap the blessing of what God has given you in the years to come. Some of you, your relationship with Christ, your living for Jesus is what will deliver you from the death zone. Because Satan has desired to finish you off. But God has timely met you and given you a new way to live. So to live for Jesus. It shall protect you, it shall deliver you from the works of the enemy that is intended to shorten your life. So, no amount of suffering now can compare to the blessing that is to come as you live for Christ. And what was the result? The result of it was that his brother just swept him and got a birthright. At the end of the day, we don't talk about Jacob. We don't talk about Esau. We talk about Jacob after today. We don't know them, but we talk about them as if they, they, they were born in our they were born next door to us. Hallelujah. So, listen. Believe in the invisible. I said believe in the invisible. Because your life is determined by the invisible, not by the visible. When somebody speaks a blessing over your life, you don't see the words. Do you see the words? But they come to pass. When somebody speaks a curse over your life, you don't see the words, but they come to pass. It tells you that what is stronger is that which is not seen with the eyes. And pray that the Lord will open your eyes to see into the invisible world. You see, the Bible tells us as Stephen was being stoned to death. Heavens, the heavens were open, and he saw the Lord Jesus Christ and it made his death bearable because he could see that you may be killing me here but there's, there's somebody who's seen and I can't see so it's not all over it's just beginning yeah hallelujah now the next challenge is to believe or the next challenge the next challenge is if I have to live for Jesus in this new life how is the me going to be cared for how is the me the me that must eat. The me that must be happy. The me that must have all the fun of this life. The me that must, has needs that must be met. If I have to live for Jesus, how is the me who is living for Jesus? Be How many don't understand what I'm saying? You see, living for Jesus will demand you to abandon all your negative ways. I mean, you know that one round is all you need to get a job. I mean, all you need to offer. And of course, there are no blades and knives that will cut you. (laughs) And nobody will know unless you say it. But at least you'll get a job that will make you buy a house. You'll get a job that will make you not be laid off when everybody else is being laid off. And so many other crooked ways. You are broke. You can steal. And nobody will see it. And nobody will know. Or even when they know, it will be late. And at best, they will just let you go to prison for three days. A lot of people have stolen and they are still walking around. I mean, they've gone to court, court upon court and nothing has happened to them. They are enjoying the money they stole, in quote, So, living for Jesus actually stops you from all these things. I said, living for Jesus stops you from all those things. First, Col- uh, uh, Colossians 3.1. Let, let, let me show you. You are supposed to stop all these things. If you have to live for Jesus, all these things must go away. So, it's, it's almost like somebody is sitting on your happiness. It says, since you have been raised to a new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits. In the place of honor at the right hand of God. Verse 2. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of this earth. Hey! For he died to this life. For you died to this life. And your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. Let's keep reading. So, 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 I said so, because of what has gone ahead of you. Because of what I've said. So put to death the sinful earthly, earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires. Don't be greedy. But a greedy person is another worshiping the things of this world. So you see living for Jesus means that all these things that you are used to. Look, let's say it. I mean, sometimes we don't like to say it, but I mean, when you are not so ex- happy and you are a bit tense, uh, if you legally have somebody to have sex with, it's very relaxing for a man. I mean, come on. You can ask a married man. <laughs> <laughs> he took his wife away to do it on international... International international shows, <laughs> not local shows. do you get it? Now, no the reality the truth is that the truth is that sometimes we want to say that listen this is evil this is but listen to the flesh and to the body ah, when it is rightfully damned but you see for people who are not living for Christ whether it's paid for or it's on credit, it still feels nice. Are, are you with me? Now, now, the Bible is saying that. Please go back. The Bible is saying that to live for Christ, you have to put away all these things. You don't have to lie, you don't have to steal. Ephesians 4, something says that let him steal, I mean, he that stole, steal no more. And all those things, Ephesians will put it there. There are so many things. If you have to live for Jesus, it has to go. It has to go. No matter how it has helped you. No matter how you have enjoyed it. No matter how it has made you feel good. Some of it, it has been your protection. Some of you never get into trouble because you have ways of escaping trouble. By making offers. Hmm. I tell you. So listen. How can you let go of what has sustained you, in quote? How can you let go of what you are so used to? How can you, how can you? It's not easy. Unless you have believed that God is your shepherd. I said, unless you have believed that God is your shepherd. And that is the confidence of the psalmist in Psalm 23. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. And because the Lord is my shepherd... I can be confident of not wanting anything. You see, I'm showing you the challenges. Don't tell me that I'm not real. I'm telling you it's real. It's real. There are real challenges but there are things you have to believe for you to be able to do what you are required to do so that the blessing of God will be upon your life. You have to believe that God is your shepherd and he's a good shepherd. I tell you there's no shepherd better than God. I said there's no shepherd better than God. Your mother can never compare to the shepherdial life, the shepherdial powers of God. I said, your father can never compare. There's no human being that compares to the shepherding skills of God. That's why David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not want. I will have need of nothing because the Lord is my shepherd. If he says I should live for Jesus, I will live for Jesus. You have to believe it because every step, for, every step of living for Jesus will confront you with a reality of need. Somebody is giving you, bribing you or expecting you to do some wrong thing so that you can get a lot of money to buy a car. Unless you have believed that God is able to give you a car. Look, you would not, you would easily go for it. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He maketh me to lie down. He lead. Please, let's, give, me, give me Kim James quickly. Let me read it. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Verse 2. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Should we read it in King James or English? He maketh me, he he. Maybe let's let's give it the other one. Then NLT. He lets me rest in green meadows. I don't know what meadows are. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close besides me. You are close. You see, you have to believe this. this is some, you see, this is somebody's confession of how he saw God. May that be your confession in Jesus' name. you stand and say, I will fear no evil because thou art with me. Your rod and your staff, they protect me and they will comfort me. You prepare a feast for me. You cause me to eat. My, the presence of enemies of this life The presence of enemies of my life, the presence of evil wishes will never change what you prepare for me. Because you are able to cause me to enjoy life in the presence of my enemy. You anoint my head with oil. By your anointing, I do great things. My life that was said to be a useless life changes to a life of exploits. To a life of accomplishment. To a life of respect. To a life where if I don't say anything, the meeting cannot end. Even though I'm the youngest of the family. If they don't seek my counsel, they will do nothing. That anoints my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Goodness and mercy of feeling love. They shall follow. They shall pursue me. I said they shall pursue me all the days of my life here. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever have to believe it. I say you have to believe it. You have recited it but you've not believed it. And unless you believe that God is your shepherd you can never live for Jesus. You have to believe it. But Satan would always come with ideas. Satan will tell you, how are you going to do this? How are you going to do that? If you spend the time praying, how are you going to do this? How, if you spend the time reading your Bible, what are you going to do? All oh, this thing is a waste of time. Listen, if Satan is lying to you, it can never be a waste of time. The God who has sustained you, how can he neglect you? When you, when you seek to live for him. Listen, exams or no exams, make sure you talk to God every day of your life. God is bigger than your exams. I said, God is bigger than your exams. And talk to him about your exam because he's concerned about your exam. Don't believe anybody that says God doesn't concern about your day-to-day life. If he knows the number of your hair, which you don't know, how can it be that he's not concerned about the exam you're writing? Hallelujah. I want us to pray and believe God for these two things. Lord, help me to believe in the invisible, that which is not seen. Help me to believe. Open my eyes. Like you did for Stephen. You see, when you see the invisible. I said, when you see the invisible, you are able to go through every difficulty of this life. It is our inability to see the other side of the equation. That makes us take decisions based on only one side of the equation. Which will always be wrong. Lord, help me. I said, Lord, help me. Help me to believe that the the Lord is my shepherd. 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 I remember many years of my life, my mother kept encouraging me that God will do it. God will care for you. God will do it. I may be suffering for now, but God will care for you. I wanted to stop school and start working so that I would help her look after my siblings. She said, no, don't stop. Go all out. Go all out. Become what God wants you to be. God will take care of you and indeed, I can prove it and testify that God has taken care of me. (laughs) Hallelujah. And I want you to believe it. Never fear to live for Jesus. I said, never fear to live for Jesus. God will take care of you. Let's rise to heaven. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh yes, I wanted to talk to God. Help me
2: oh, yes, to Jesus. believe.
0: To believe in the invincible. In that which is not seen. Oh yes, Jesus. Thank Jesus. you, Holy Spirit. Help me, Lord.
2: We are praying. We are asking God to believe in that which is not seen, in the invincible. Oh Jesus! Lord, help me. 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 Thank you, Holy
0: Spirit. You You will take take care of me. Oh yes. as I live for you, I shall not be neglected you take to whatever I have to put away to Kalabou. live for you is worth oh. living free. You. Oh, Jesus thank you thank you thank you Jesus. oh yes
2: yes Lord yes Lord, yes,
0: Lord. thank you Spirit.
2: oh Jesus oh, I wanted to talk Nothing. Jesus, you're the center Jesus, you're the center
0: May your power be oh, to in our the lives end. by the mighty working of your Holy Spirit.
2: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Let your blessing flow in our midst.
0: Let your favor come upon us. May we experience deliverance. May we be anointed with oil
1: and let a cup of
0: blessing overflow our lives. I thank you, Jesus. As we live for you,
2: may we have a testimony of living for
0: Jesus. Be the center, center of my
2: life from beginning to the end.
0: Jesus to be the, ask God that Jesus be the center of your life. For he's the power and he's the wisdom of God. He's the light of life. He's the bread of life.
2: Thank you. Oh Jesus.
0: Be the center of my life. As God, Jesus, be the center of your life. And there for everyone under the sound of my voice that the Lord by his spirit will supernaturally touch you and cause you to have a love for him cause you to have a passion attraction for him cause you to live for Jesus no matter what the consequences knowing that it is your wisdom it is your deliverance is your blessing live for Jesus live for Jesus live for Jesus live for Jesus that you may be blessed that you'll be a blessing unto many that God will use your life to do exploits because you made Jesus the center of your life. May your life never fall apart. May your life hold in the day of storms Because you live for Jesus. May God look at you and bless you because you live for Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for supernatural strength to go against logical thinking to live for Jesus. Thank you for touching us in our inner being, to have a strong attraction for you. That we shall say with David as the deer panted for their waters so my soul panted for thee thank you Holy Spirit I bless I bless the people in your name oh Jesus let them be blessed let them be blessed let them stand out as your people that is favored and blessed thank you Holy Spirit thank you thank you for deliverance Thank you for delivering from the works of darkness. Thank you for breaking every yoke of bondage. Thank you for breaking and destroying every works of darkness in these lives. Thank you for setting them free to live for Jesus. Use their lives to be a blessing. Cause them to be held where there was no help. Cause them to be light where there was no light through their lives oh lord let many be blessed let many be blessed may they lack nothing because you are our shepherd may we fear no evil because you are with us may we be able to enjoy life in the presence of your enemy satan because you are god from beginning to the end it shall always be about you.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. From beginning to the
1: end it will always
2: be it's always been
0: Step to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Is every head bowed and every eye closed? You want to say, Pastor, please, I want to give my life to Jesus. Lift up your right hand. Let me pray with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lift it up high. Lift it up high. I want to pray with you. say, Pastor, I, I don't want this life anymore. I want to live for Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lift up your right hand wherever you are. I want to pray with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Lift it up high. Lift it up high. You lifted up your hands. I want you to come. I want to pray with you. I want to lay hands on you and speak a word of prayer over your life. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Come quickly. Come quickly. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Oh, I believe there are many more people that must give their lives
2: to Jesus.
0: joining us we pray, Heavenly Father. I thank you for my salvation. I, thank you for my salvation. I stand before you, I
1: stand before
0: just, as you. I just as I am. I receive Jesus Christ,
1: receive Jesus Christ as
0: my Savior. As my savior. He's, your He's your son. He came to die because of me. His blood was shed so that I will receive forgiveness of sin. He rose again So that I can have a new life. I receive this gift. Of my forgiveness. And I receive this gift. Of a new life. I will live for Jesus. I will no longer live for myself. But I will live this new life. For Jesus. Thank you Father. For loving me. Just as I am. I'm grateful. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Father, thank you for these precious souls. Let your blessings rest upon them and cause their lives to flourish and to prosper. In Jesus' name. Amen. Good. Just go back to your seat after service. I'll talk to you. Please be seated. Please just do it. Do it quickly. Somebody should listen. I just want to finish the service early. Are you glad you came to church? Is there anybody here something is bothering you seriously? To the point that you don't feel like life. You you have challenges, difficulties, you are bothered. I want you to know that it is well. God is with you. You have no reason to be afraid. Whatever challenge, whatever difficulty you are facing, the Lord has delivered you. Not the Lord will deliver you. He has delivered you. It is well. It is well. It is well. I said it is well. Because the Lord is your shepherd.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Please, the communion, I think we have to learn to do it fast. We are grown now. By this time, within two minutes, everything should be shared. If we need more communion stars, please, we need people to help us to share the communion. Why is it only one thing that is here?
2: The oh, blood, of Jesus, may the blood do oh, the wonders blood. in your life. Oh, Jesus. oh, the blood, the precious blood, oh, the blood, oh. for precious blood of
0: As it were, the only ritual Jesus Christ himself left us with when he told his disciples, this is my body. After lifting up, taking the bread and breaking it, he said, this is my body which is broken for you. And giving thanks, he lifted up a cup of wine. And this is, he said, this is the new testament in my blood which is shed for the remission of sins of many. This do ye, for as often as you do this, you show forth, or this do ye in remembrance of me. For as often as we do this, We remind ourselves of what has saved us, of what has brought us back to God. It is the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ on the cross. And therefore, we do it in the declaration of our faith in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us that by his stripes, as they were beating him on his way to the cross, you were receiving your healing. And therefore, as we take this bread, remember the body of Christ that was broken for you to heal you of physical diseases to heal you of mental diseases to heal you of spiritual diseases whatever wherever the diseases because of the breaking of his body you were healed not you will be healed you were healed and therefore receive your healing in Jesus name the body of Jesus Christ lifting up the cup of wine he declared it to be the new testament the new testament in his blood. The New Testament, which makes you come to God by faith and not by works. God considers you as righteous, not because of what you did, but because you believed. For by faith, we are saved. By faith in the grace of God, we are saved. Therefore, as we partake of this cup, may, may our lives be a testimony of the New Testament, where God is our God and not the devil, where our, the provisions of our lives are met. And where the blood will answer every accusation that is presented before the thrones in the invisible. Against us, the blood will answer Satan. The blood will cause the destroyer to say, not this one. Because this one has been washed by the blood of Jesus. And therefore, we have no right to destroy. It. May you escape every evil because of the blood. May through this blood, may you see angels. Sent from above. From heaven to deliver to you the message that will strengthen you. May this blood cause you to be a shining light wherever you are. May this blood bring into your life strength that will cause you to do what was said to be impossible to your life. Every weakness, anything that is negative in your life that has sought to draw you away in the wrong direction. By the power that is in this blood, may it be corrected. The blood of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, we thank you. Thank you for the preciousness of this blood. That has redeemed our lives. Thank you that by this blood, we have power. To enter into your presence. we constantly come into your presence and to receive of you grace and mercy to help in time of need thank you that by this blood we are not afraid of the works of the enemy and because of our faith in this blood we have boldness when we approach your throne thank you that this blood will cause us to reach higher and higher This blood will cause us to walk in the superior wisdom of you. This blood will cause us to enjoy the superior protection of you. Thank you. That by this blood, every ancestral curse is broken. And by this blood, we declare our freedom to live for Jesus. We thank you, Father. And we pray for everyone, whatever season of life they are in, that your help shall abound. You shall strengthen them in their inner man and they shall be strong in the face of adversity. We thank you Holy Spirit in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information please visit our website on
1: loyaltyhousesouthafrica.org